Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of Fitness Goal Friday. Today I'm super stoked to bring you another Fitness Goal Friday interview with the one and only Kelly Bernardi. Kelly is a personal trainer, health coach, entrepreneur, and she's the founder of Inspired ATL and she's the founder of the Well Balanced Program. I actually met Kelly back in 2017 when I was still living in Atlanta and coaching at Orange Theory and we were actually coaches at Orange Theory together. Um, And we grew a friendship there and it's obviously extended into my time here in Nashville. And she's awesome. We've done a little bit of work together, partnered on a few things as well. And I just know what she's about. And I know that so many of you guys will relate with her because she's all about not the diet lifestyle, making sure that you have a good relationship with food, making sure that you have a good relationship with yourself and your own body image and everything like that. She has a huge passion for educating about all things wellness and helping people approach their journey in a realistic and attainable way, just one day at a time. So I'm super stoked to bring you Kelly Bernardi. You guys can follow her on Instagram at healthandkelness. You can follow her um, accounts at inspiredatl and at Program as well. And she also has an online workout app called Fitbase, so you can check her out there. Um, and you can see her website at healthandkelness.com. But I'm super stoked to bring you guys uh, the one and only Kelly Bernardi. Here you go. All right. What's up, Kelly? I <laughs> just to start with that. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I'm pumped to, pumped to have you on. Finally got things scheduled out here. So the first thing I want to kind of talk about with you is we just talked about how you're just kind of starting your second round of your well-balanced program where you guys um, help help females primarily. And I'll talk have you talk maybe a little bit about that. But I kind of want to talk about what is maybe one of the biggest struggles that you see females have in regards to their health and wellness like is it fitness is it nutrition is it their mindset or is there any like one biggest problem that people kind of come to you with that you feel like is a commonality amongst a lot of people yeah absolutely um you know i think just from the um, like immersion of the diet culture mentality over the past you know 10 15 20 years that it's ingrained in your brain that, you know, you have to look a certain way, you have to be a certain size, um, you can't eat sugar or enjoy alcohol or go and, you know, feel like you can do all these things and have fun without feeling guilt and shame and, you know, needing to check things off your list and um, following rules or like, you know, resetting on a Monday. And I think it can get to a lot of women specifically, um, especially with the involvement of social media and how easily we can compare ourselves and you know, think about our situation and whether or not we're progressing in the way that we want to, instead of focusing on how we feel and what works for us. Because again, I think, um, you know, you can't compare your journey to other people. And through the Wellbound program is what we want to educate women on and how they can feel their bodies the best that they can, but also look at other factors too, and not just be so focused on a weight loss goal, but another purpose and why behind that, you know, like to have really to have balanced hormones, for example, to have healthy fertility and that um, avenue or to be able to play with their kids when they're young little guys running around. Um, so having just different, a different perspective, I think really it's just, I see a lot of, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups and I see a lot of women just, I want to lose weight. What's the next diet program I can do and all this stuff. And it's just unfortunately not, it's not realistic. And it's just something that I think 
convincing them there is a better option and that you can have fun. You can do things that you love and still achieve what you're looking for um, in a holistic and realistic kind of way. So I think that that's probably the biggest thing that we see um, in particular. And that kind of encompasses all of those things that you mentioned. Yeah, no doubt. I feel like females probably struggle with it on a higher level than, than most males do. The guilt and shame thing around having unhealthy foods or alcohol and stuff like that. But what is, you know, kind of for you personally, what have been some of the things that you've been able to do to have a better relationship with those kinds of things with the quote, like cheating stuff that a lot of people would normally say, like, how do you have a good relationship with, with food so that you don't feel shameful or, or guilty when you do enjoy that? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think first and foremost, it takes practice just like with anything else. And I think once you learn just how the body works and it's just, it's just how it works. That's the way it is. And you now feel your body that way. You kind of start to learn those triggers on your own and you just kind of become comfortable with what you're doing and you give yourself grace. And I think it's, that's the biggest thing is people just don't give themselves grace. If they go out on a trip and they have, you know, a really bad day in the sense of the diet culture, you know, they, had ice cream and drank five margaritas on the beach and had chicken wings and all this stuff for dinner and, you know, whatever it's, it's okay. And I think it's just, you know, who are you with? What is the purpose of this trip? Right. Is it with family? Um, are you growing as an individual? You're taking time off social media, doing other things that the food isn't always the only thing that matters. Um, and just kind of remembering that and going back to, again, your why and that one day, that might be a little off, isn't going to affect your life, right? It's yeah. the things that you do consistently over and over again. So yes, if you're doing those things every day, you're going to find yourself kind of in a spiral. But if you are a majority of the time feeling your body properly, every once in a while, you're just going to have to real, just look at the picture and, and just realize that food is such a small part of that. Um, so it's just, it takes really a lot of time and a mental shift for that to happen. But I think if you have the right resources, you have the right people to keep you accountable, to keep you educated, and to be there to save you in that sense when you get hard on yourself, then that's the best way that you can adapt those habits. What do you think it actually looks like for people to give themselves grace? Because it's easy to say, give yourselves grace, but what does that actually mean? Like, does that mean talking it out with somebody else and having them like, tell you it's okay is it setting aside the time to journal is it having time with yourself like what does that actually look like to give yourself grace yeah I think that that's a very personal question you know I think you know for me um I like to talk things out I like to have friends to kind of lean on in those situations but journaling is also really great we've had a lot of women who've really found that to be valuable um in the morning we just encourage like a brain dump like two or three minutes, you just write whatever comes to your mind. It doesn't have to make sense. And as soon as you flip that page, you never look back at it. So it's just, it's an old thing. It's not relevant. As soon as you fill that journal, you throw it away. And those thoughts are essentially, it's all past in the sense that it's not, it's not making you move forward, right? We don't want to hold on to the things that um, we were struggling with or that we were so hard on ourselves for. So through our through the Well-Balanced Program, particularly with Jessica, who is the licensed therapist, and she's a friend of mine, she's involved. She's a huge part of that process, right? And how, we really discuss, like, 
how we are emotionally connected to food, how maybe our childhood impacts what we do right now, how we were raised, uh, how we viewed food from that perspective or how our parents ate, ate it and all that. So it kind of comes into play um, in that sense. And then we basically personalize that. As they, they kind of find their own avenues, I feel. But there's definitely multiple options. And I think that, yes, if you actively are doing something, it's, of course, one thing to be like, oh, it's not a big deal. But I think, like you said, talking it through, writing it down, making a mental note that that's happening um, will make you for sure in, like keep up with that. Yeah. And, and so one of the things you also touched on a minute ago was how, yes, if you're doing these things every single day, it's probably not great. You're probably going to go down this negative spiral. And I feel like there is almost this kind of shift towards some people being like self-care, self-love, like love your body no matter what it looks like, um, all these kinds of things, which... I'm. What do you feel like is the balance between giving yourself that self-care, giving yourself that self-love versus being honest with yourself and actually needing to stay disciplined? Like, no, I, you actually don't need a day off today just because you're tired kind of a thing. Like, where's the balance and, and how do you have that honest conversation with yourself between is it time for self-care or is it time to actually do things that are going to get me closer to my goal? Um, well, I think self-care is such a wide word that like right. some people might find meeting a goal or going to work out as a form of self-care, that's, right? Because it is an anxiety true. or stress relief in some senses. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, you know, I'm a very, I love sticking to goals. I'm very motivated on my own and I definitely feel that sense of, you know, failure in the sense of I'm not doing those things. But then I think it's also so important to know it's, you know, I think my, one of the biggest frustrations I see, especially with um, women who might not be super connected on their nutrition side, is that if they're sleeping four or five hours a night and they're not sleeping well, and then they get up at four or 5 a.m. to hustle and get a workout in, that shouldn't be your first priority, right? You're, you should give yourself grace in that situation and prioritize what's more important, which is going to bed, getting a nice set of sleep, or maybe just taking the morning off and then seeing how you feel later in the day. But I think, we, put, we can put so much pressure on ourselves. Like, for example, I love morning workouts. But lately, I've been able to um, realize, okay, I have a lot more flexibility in the day today. So maybe I'll do it a little bit later on and see how I feel. And I tend to, at the initial point, be mad because I'm not getting it in when I want to. But I think if you look at it in a, in a day's perspective, what you've done in a day and also how, um, you know, look at the little wins that you've had that that can kind of help you keep discipline, but also find that balance and realistically like what your priorities were that day. Cause every day is different and you know, work comes and goes and you can't control those kinds of things, but um, just being able to know what your limit is and kind of going from there. Yeah. I think sometimes so many of us lose perspective if we don't take the time to take a step back and almost look at ourselves as if we're viewing ourselves from somebody else's point of view, because like you said, somebody who could get four or five hours of sleep, wake up at four 30 feels like they need to go work out. And if they don't, they're mad at themselves. And if somebody else just pointed out to them what they've been doing, they'd be like, Oh crap, you're right. Maybe I do need a little bit more sleep, a little bit more rest. I think 
people, if they can just either have somebody else give them that point of view and perspective, or they can try to step away from themselves and look at what they're doing from an external point of view, then it can be really important or really essential in, in terms of gaining perspective on what you've been doing. Absolutely. And I think it's, I think particularly at least what I've learned in the health and fitness lately is that we normalize a lot of things and getting up at 4 a.m. to do a workout when you're exhausted, like, especially when we were in the industry more so I, you know, it's normal. You do it, you suck it up and you gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta make it happen. But half the time you're not in the right state to be doing that. And it's okay if you find out a better plan that works for you or need to take a break and, you know, um, kind of make that for yourself. And I think that no matter what it is, we normalize a lot of things that I think the industry just puts in our minds when it is a very flexible lifestyle and it's gonna you know if you don't even want to do the class don't do it (laughs) go on a run or go on a walk and go hiking like do something that you enjoy um and so I think that that kind of once you kind of get past that barrier of like I need to do this because this is what people tell me to do and this is what's going to see results where maybe that's not the best path for you then you have to step back and you have to analyze what are my goals what do I want and how am I going to get there for myself right yeah no I completely agree and I talk a lot about how it's super important for us to define success for ourselves. And so I kind of want to jump into the comparison thing and how we can all try to manage how poorly we compare ourselves to, to, to others, because I think it's something we all deal with probably females again, majority more than uh, maybe more than males. What have you found for yourself and for others has worked in regards to things that you can do to actually make sure you're not comparing yourself to others and that you're defining your own success and you're not just waking up at 4 a.m. and going to work out because somebody else is, but because it's actually what you want to do um, and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely struggled with that, especially being on social media and just, it's hard. It's definitely hard and it gets to you. And I think for me, I've this past year really kind of just, uh, figuring out what my purpose is and what I want my platform to be about or my impact in that sense. And kind of, you know, filtering out people that maybe didn't feel that space for me the most. And while I want to engage with those around me and be really supportive, I think it's also best to to have a positive and uplifting feed for yourself, right? Like you're in control of who you're following, what you're seeing on a daily basis. And if the things that you're choosing to view are not feeding you as an individual, then you should get rid of them. Right. And it's just what, do you want to look at? And, um, and I think at the end of the day, like you can't compare your chapter one to chapter someone's chapter 12, right? As easy as that yeah. sounds to say, you don't know what they've been through. You don't know what struggles they've had, how much money they've lost building what they're doing or what they've had to sell to raise the money to do this or how many times they've been said no to. It's just, you have to always remember what you're doing and what, where you want to go and putting those people and those opportunities in your place that will get you there. And it's, sounds so much easier than done because it's just you have it I have these modes where I go into that and then I'll go back on there and be motivated and then I'll see one thing and I'll just like shut it off (laughs) so it's definitely tougher but I think it's just putting yourself in a positive space and then you know giving yourself time away I've learned a lot I just love interacting with people in person and having events you know in Atlanta it's the in-person connection is never has never failed um so I think as much as you want to invest and look out in those relationships virtually, I think maybe looking into your community is a great way to find that sense of 
piece and who you really want to be and where you want to go. Yeah. No, yeah, I like that a lot. I think that, like you said, kind of ditching the social media or just not spending as much time on it is obviously super, super big. And, and everybody says that they're going to do that. And I know, like, I just realized the other, I just realized yesterday, I was like, I think I'm on this thing way too much now. Like, I used to be better on it. I think I need to focus on it a little bit more. Um, and then I think that it's really big to realize the progress that you've made yourself as well. Um, because I think energy is going to be given towards comparison to a certain extent. And so you just have to give that comparison energy towards the, you know, the past version of yourself rather than to, to somebody else. But then you also have to realize that it's, it's the, it's a journey thing, right? Like, if, because because at this current point maybe you're not as far along as you were a, a few months ago and maybe you've taken a taken a step back but realize it it's not it's not over and you can surpass that past version of yourself as well. Um, getting on the last couple I think things you talked about. Oh, one thing on that too. I was like, I've, you know, you talked about it too. Like failure isn't always a bad thing, right? Like I think we see failure as like if you're looking at it in a comparative way. Oh, I'm not able to get to that person, but maybe that's okay and that happened for a reason and you're able to grow from it and. Again, you have to just look at your little wins every single day. Even if you just woke up and you're healthy and you're moving, you know, just like the little things and basic gratitude, I think that can really help you focus on the bigger picture. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What do you feel like for, and it's kind of along the same lines of comparison, but what do you feel like, again, has kind of helped you and help other females not get overly obsessed with body image when with 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 everything else out there with tv social media magazines all that crap out there like how can you make sure that the body image of other people is not how you define success for your own body image yeah i mean i think it i mean that's so hard it's a very tough question but um i would say you know it's just it comes down to knowing what your, what your body, right. And understanding how it's working and what you need. Um, and that comes from just eating fruits and vegetables coming from, you know, unpa- like unprocessed and packaged foods, getting enough sleep, uh, daily exercise, stuff like that. And also, I mean, I think it's perfectly fine to have a weight loss goal. And I think it's great. It motivates you and gets you, you know, it's the purpose is to be healthier, right. At the end of the day, if your weight is a, factor in your health you need to fix that but I just it should be a realistic approach and a you know it's not going to happen overnight so it's just knowing that these changes and also for women specifically like our bodies change and all the things that we go through and if you know you're preparing for pregnancy or you're postpartum whatever it is you're not you're never going to be the same that you were in college or even after college and that's just something that you have to put yourself in a place to be grateful for how your body is able to even do the things that it's been able to do, let alone, you know, be able to get back to that certain weight in a sense. And so I think like looking at your body in a more powerful and strong way, um, even if you can get through a workout without dying and or half, halfway through it, you know, versus again, the weight and how your body looks in comparison to other people. Because I, I posted about it the other day, I said, just because you're skinny doesn't mean you're healthy. And it's looking at more than just the weight and remembering that they could be super ideal in their figure and all that, but they could be dying internally and you would never know. And, you know, you look at that and you, you 
want to be that way, but do you really, and do you really want, would you rather feel amazing and be thriving at your best or look amazing, but be dying on the inside? So I think that's the best way to see it. No, I agree. I agree. Well, last question, Kelly, uh, for you personally, what are your most important three health habits? Um, first and foremost, I would say is to try to have as much of a routine as you can in the morning, morning routine, whether it's five minutes and you get up, make your bed, brush your teeth and sit on the couch for five minutes and read a devotional or journal or whatever. Um, just having something in the morning that sets you up for success, you, no matter where you are or what you're doing, you make that a priority. I think that automatically puts you, you know, makes you feel like you are a priority and that you can dictate how your day is going. Um, I would say another thing is definitely exercise of some sort, 30 minutes, whether it's a walk outside, whether it's yoga. Um, and I think finding just exercise that you love, don't do something again, just because someone else is doing it and you feel that's the only option, you know, exercise. If you do 5,000 steps a day, even just for, or a two mile walk every day for the entire year, that's a lot of steps and it can add up and all that, you know, parking farther away from the grocery store, you can get added steps in there. Um, just thinking about how to do those things on a day-to-day basis. And then um, I would say sleep. Sleep is my other, my third one. Um, prioritizing no less than seven hours a night, having a nighttime routine as well. I think the morning and the evening should be very structured if you can. Um, you know, having some tea, blue light blocking glasses, limiting your phone 30 minutes before bed. I need to work on that one too. Um and just letting your body relax and just doing something for yourself as much as you can so that you can get that good night's sleep and kickstart the day with energy. Because I think, yes, nutrition is so important. And But realistically, if you're not sleeping well, your cravings are just going to go through the roof. You're going to start off really poorly and it's not going to really make a difference, right? So just honoring your body in any way that you can and yeah, and listening to it and finding out what, what works for you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, three great things. Well, that's all we got today, Kelly. Really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course.